Welcome to TCISD Talks, a podcast where we dive into the heart of Texas City Independent School District. Join us as we journey through insightful conversations, celebrate achievements, and explore innovative ideas that shape our school district. So whether you're a parent, a student, an educator, or simply someone who cares about the power of education, get ready to dive into the stories that make TCISD shine. Get ready to be inspired, informed, and engaged, because TCISD Talks starts now. Welcome back to TCISD Talks. I'm Clarissa Silva. And I'm Melissa Tortorisi. Today, we've got an insightful episode taking a look at how we can help our students build social and emotional skills. Uh, With us is a great guest with a passion for supporting students, social and emotional counselor, Neil Treble. Welcome to the show, Mr. Treble. Hello. Thank you for having me. We're glad you're here. So one of the things I think first looking at is Maybe people don't understand what social and emotional skills are, especially when it comes to kids. So can you kind of define and explain, you know, social and emotional skills and why those are important? Sure. Uh, So social emotional learning is the process through which all young people and adults uh, acquire the knowledge, skills, and attitudes to develop uh, healthy identities, regulate emotions, uh, achieve collective goals, Uh, feel and show empathy for others, establish and maintain supportive relationships, and make responsible decisions. So it kind of covers pretty much everything. Uh, So when you think of a young person and, you know, the skills that they need to succeed in their future, you're probably thinking about effective communication and decision-making, goal setting, and, you know, all those things are part of social and emotional learning. Awesome. So how do these skills, you know, help students overall well-being and success? Like you said, they're, they're ones you think about that they need, but how did that, that actually help them succeed as they move forward? Okay, well, the social-emotional learning helps young people uh, learn and practice those skills um, to set them up for academic success. Uh, and so, it, you know, like in a group work setting, all of the, the SEL skills are practiced there. Um, and coping and managing with stress, you know, when they've got big tests coming up or they've got stuff going on outside of school that they're worried about during the day, all those skills help them overcome those barriers to academic success and, you know, success in their future. When we know kids have big emotions, adults have big emotions, but sometimes they don't know how to deal with them. So if we can help them navigate those and and they can learn. Um, So tell me about, like, why it's important to have self-awareness and understanding of your emotions and, and maybe some strategies that our kids can use. Sure. Uh, so self-awareness, it's the ability to recognize one's own emotions, thoughts, and values, and how they influence our behavior. Uh, so having the ability to not only recognize those emotions, but to also manage them, uh, it's incredibly important in navigating the many hurdles that uh, life is going to throw our way. Uh, but what does that look like? So understanding emotions, uh, you know, he- you know, helping your child learn to first identify uh, how he or she is feeling uh, and then work on being able to communicate uh, that to others or at least being able to take account, take into account uh, how that emotion is affecting their behavior and impacting, you know, the things around them. So, for example, you know, impulse control is a big one. Uh, so kids often think before they act. Uh, so the process of learning to slow down and make a quick analysis of the situation, gather the facts, um, including one's emotions and the role that they're playing in 
between either creating or the the outcome of the situation, um, and then acting and responding responding <clears throat> with that information. It's going to be incredibly useful in effective problem solving and conflict resolution. And there's easy and fun games to practice this kind of stuff at home. Uh, like everyone knows, Red Light, Green Light, or Simon Says. Those are mm -hmm. both great games that are easy and free to play. But it practices uh, active listening, um, practices that effective communication, and uh, you can also do a clapping game. Uh, so where you clap out a rhythm. Sorry, I'm trying to not clap in the microphone. <laughs> You're good. You're good. So you clap out a rhythm and they're listening and then they've got to clap that back. And so that works on, again, you know, those listening skills and paying attention and following directions and all those things that, uh, you know, are important in uh, learning to control those impulses. Um, another big one that we see a lot of is anger management. Mm -hmm. We run, I run into that frequently where a student tells me, you know, I just have problems controlling my anger. Um, so there's easy things that you can work on at home um, where, you know, first recognizing those triggers that are making them angry because well, that's a, that's a big anger, step. You know what's that causing is, it, right? Right. If well, even recognizing that I get angry, sure. you know, is it and being able to to verbalize? Yes. That I'm angry. That's what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, so once you're able to look, recognize, hey, you know, I'm starting to feel, you know, my face is flushed. My, my hands are clenched. My stomach feels a little weird. Like my breathing is faster. Like you're, you can recognize that you're starting to get upset. And then that's when you can do like deep breathing exercise where you can count to 10. Uh, sometimes counting backwards helps too. These are all great ways to help students learn to manage, you know, recognize those emotions first and then they're able to better manage. And they're good steps for adults too. I sure. know that sometimes, you know, I recognize sometimes that maybe I get a little too defensive too too quickly and, and maybe I need to pause and or even say, hey, I need a minute, <laughs> you know, before to keep myself in control, yeah. maybe. No, I understand that. I know it's kind of those things you think about. I don't think kids and even like adults think about it that just taking the time to like recognize how you're reacting to a situation can help you, you know, determine how to respond to it. Because I think sometimes we do, we, we respond a lot quicker than maybe we need too. So self-awareness kind of goes beyond that also into, you know, areas like mindfulness and developing empathy for others, resilience, uh, time management, uh, stress management, goal setting, self-compassion. I mean, we could sit here and talk about self-awareness all day long, so maybe we can save that for another podcast. <laughs> well, right? well, yeah, so, yeah. because yeah, one of the things you talked about um, that I think is important for all of us is effective communication. And um, so tell us a little bit kind of that effective communication and how that helps build, you know, kind of stronger relationships among, you know, people. Sure. So when we're talking about building those strong relationships, effective communication, well, you know, you're, we're going to be building those relationships both now while they're students, but then for the rest of their life. You're going to have to right, build relationships right. at work or the world at, you know, whatever you're doing socially. Uh, so learning to be, uh, communicate effectively, I mean, it's vitally important for our students to learn that. And sometimes in today's society, kids get, you know, they're used to just being on their phone and texting or they're gaming. And so um, it's important that we take advantage of those social opportunities to, to communicate or they get to, you know, they don't want to make a phone call to somewhere because they're not used to talking on the phone. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when you think effective communication, you just think, oh, they're able to speak clearly. But it also involves, you know, active listening and actually right. listening to the information that you're right receiving and, you know, analyzing it and then being able to communicate back. But it goes beyond that into uh, problem solving, resolving conflicts. Those all involve effective communication. And it plays a role in being able to ask for help when you need help. Or on the other side, you know, if you're a leader, being able to recognize when someone needs that help and you're able to offer help to them. So what are some tips that maybe you would suggest um, for students and parents, you know, for listening, to try and improve those effective communication skills? I think my, my biggest thing for parents is you got to role model 
model the behavior that you want to see. And so if you want your children to be effective right. communicators, yeah. you have to show them what that looks like. Um, I always say you get out what you put in. So whatever you're showing to your kids, that's what you're going to see. In right. Because um, they learn. They learn by watching. By watching. And parents and parents are our, right. our students' first teachers. So encourage your child to talk. You know, I'm in my office and I have kids all day long who just come in and all they want to do is have someone listen. Be available for your child to listen while they talk. It's a great opportunity for you to demonstrate active listening. And you have to kind of, you know, at first you'll have to kind of dig at them a little bit to get them to, to talk. But, um, you know, you don't have to go home from work and have a three-hour conversation with your child right. for it to be effective communication or for it to be meaningful. You know, you got to think of quality of time over quantity of time. Um, so if you get, you know, a five-minute recap of their day on the way home from school, and then you talk for a couple of minutes over dinner, and then, you know, before bedtime, whatever your bedtime routine is, if it's a, you know, a pump-up session for the next day or, you know, just winding down for today, you've achieved that quality time rather than, you know, spending three hours of, you know, talking about um, Fortnite and Rod Wave, you know, demonstrating that uh, the, the quality time is better than the quantity of time. And, and of course, the don't ask just yes, no questions because you're going to get just, just the to. yes, yeah, I was no. I just about to get that. If you say, how was your day? They're going to say good or bad. If you say, right. how did math class go? And it's good or bad. So you kind of got to dig into them. And so, you know, like instead of those questions, ask what emotions did you experience today and why? And then that forces them to kind of go beyond just a yes or no answer or a, I was mad. You know, something I do uh, with my sons every day when I pick them up. Tell me three things that you know now that you didn't know this morning when I dropped you off. Oh, that's a great and question. So we've been doing that for so long now that now they just get in my truck and they're like, okay, here's the things that we've learned today. I don't even have to, <laughs> don't even have to ask anymore. I don't even have to ask them. But at first, you know, I really had to dig into them every time and they try and, oh, well, you know, it was good. And, you know, so I'd have to push them. But, you know, as long as you make that part of your routine and you're demonstrating that effective communication, like I said, kids just want to be, they want to be heard. Um, and so if they see that you're genuinely listening even if you're faking it and they don't realize it <laughs> which uh, sometimes you have to do sure, if you're sure. multitasking sure. busy yeah. parents yeah uh, so eventually you know you won't be able to get them to stop talk just uh, be there and be, be available to listen well and if they're they're they know you're listening to small things then when they have a big problem or issue they're more likely to right. talk to you about you're gonna the be the things. first person they want to come mm -hmm. talk to about it which is what parents want. They want mm -hmm. their kids to feel comfortable, be able to talk to them. So you mentioned stress a while ago, and it is the holiday season. And so there's added stress with that because people are having things to do, and there's more things to do. There's parties or concerts at school or um, gifts to buy, and, and money is tied. And there's testing right before holidays. Sure. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that adds stress. So how can we equip our kids uh, with strong social and emotional skills during the holiday season uh, before they get too overwhelmed. Uh, and that's actually where I first had the uh, parents as role models kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see your kids handle that stress effectively and in a healthy way, you have to demonstrate what that looks like. Cause Sometimes we got to move like. our notes around. Sorry for the paper shuffling. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, let them see you handle that stress effectively. And, uh, you know, self-care is a big part of SEL. So, I mean, when you're talking about social-emotional learning, teaching your child how to care for themselves in healthy ways, whether that's exercise or journaling or, you know, finding the things that help them relax, like listening to music. We've got a lot of kids who like to listen to their, you know, music all mm -hmm. when they get home from school uh, to kind of wind down from the end of the day. Uh, so all, just letting them see you do those things. And getting enough sleep. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, sure. Sleep plays a big uh, big part in that. Um 
But a, as you're going through those stressors, if your child's there, don't be afraid to talk about it out loud, like the process, the thought process that's going on so that they can see like, oh, okay, now I get it. This is how mom or this is how dad, you know, deals with their stress. This is the process that they go through. And then next time they're in that situation, you can run that back with them and be like, let's talk through it. And then, you know, setting, setting the, the standard for how they yeah. manage that. I love that idea. There are so many times I think as a parent, you think that you have to let your kid know that you have your act together. And that's just not always the case. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with letting your child know, oh my gosh, this is stressing me out so much. I need some time to myself. I just need 10 minutes in the bath or I need 10 minutes to read or, you know, and, 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 or if you do blow up at them because you're stressed, I'm so sorry. I didn't intend that. And, but to talk through it and, and so that they know, again, that's that modeling. So if they do have a fight with their friend Mm -hmm. or they, you know, something happens and they say, okay, well, gosh, I messed up, but when my mom messed up, she apologized. So I need to apologize. Mm -hmm. Yep. And are you looking at my notes? Because that was the next thing I had. (laughs) That was the next thing I had was like, like, it's okay for them to see you make mistakes because they got to learn that you make mistake, uh, you learn from it so it doesn't happen again, and then you move on. We don't hold judgment against that when that happens. Mm -hmm. No. So this is some great stuff. I'm glad we've talked about all of this, and I'm hoping that those listening, you know, take a moment and can take something away from it. But are there, like, any, like, other resources or anything out there that, like, maybe, you know, parents or even students who are listening can explore to be like, hey, you know, this this is something I can read up on. Because, see, I'm I'm a reader. My husband tells me, he's like, you read a book about something that he's like, I think is common sense. He's like, but he's like, you're always learning. He's like, so some people like that. They like to be able to go out and read, you know, websites, books or whatever. Are, is there anything out there that, you know, people can take advantage of? Yes. Can, can I add one more thing? Of for the, course. The last yes, yes. Yeah. yes. And just another thing with dealing with the holiday stress and all that, uh, that's a great opportunity to teach a lesson about empathy uh, mm-hmm. and get your chi- get your child to go and volunteer somewhere. I mean, we've got the food bank here. We've got the Animal Resource Center. There's lots of good places that need young people to go out and volunteer. Um, and so, you know, uh, teaching that empathy, it's a great way um, for them to learn more about gratitude. And, you know, there's research out there that shows that gratitude, um, it's helpful in, you know, helping them feel more positive of emotions and builds meaningful memories and teaches them how to deal with adversity and, you know, it creates stronger interpersonal relationships through the process. So, you know, don't let them sit there at home all uh, all break. Sorry, kids. But, you know, <laughs> get them out there and get them active. And do the something. Yeah, well, do something important. good. And yeah. it feels good when mm-hmm. you can do good for others. Yes. It really does. I, I've, I've always felt that, you know, I always try to do great things for, for people and I love to be able to, to do things that make other people happy. It just makes me happy. Like, I my gift is seeing other people mm-hmm. happy and mm-hmm. excited. Exactly. So what so, about those resources? Sure. Uh, so I've got a couple written down. Uh, so one is, and I always say it wrong, I think it's Castle, but I always want to say Cassell, but it's Castle. It's the uh, Collaborative for Academic, Social, and Emotional Learning. Uh, and so they're kind of like the go-to place for SEL stuff, but they also have a whole page dedicated to families and caregivers, and it's got uh, tips and tools for parents to promote that development of those skills at home. Another one is Panorama Education. It's full of tons, you know, full of uh, articles and resources um, talking about uh, social-emotional learning. There's, an, again, there's a page there that talks how caregivers and parents can do that at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a list of apps that they can download on their phone or uh, tablet, like uh, Inner Explorer or Harmony at Home or uh, Wisdom, the World of Emotions, all these things um, that can be done on the on, on their phone or tablet. And they think they're playing a game, but what they're really doing is building those social emotional learning skills. Uh, Second Step is another one that's got a great uh, a, a great selection of free resources. And then one that I, I, that I really like is uh, Actions for Happiness. Um, and they've got a bunch of good stuff on there, but my favorite part is they have a, 
uh, calendar for every month. Um, And so, like, November has been New Ways November. And so for every day, it has, like, an actionable task to kind of work towards that theme. So, like, today was uh, enjoy new music today, play, sing, dance, or listen. So they've got those calendars there that are free. You can print them out, put them on the refrigerator, and then you've got that actionable item that the whole family can participate in uh, every single day. And it's a great conversation starter at the end of the day. That is a great way to start it. Start a conversation is a great way to have a family uh, interaction that can make a meaningful memory. And it's a great New Year's resolution yeah, to do really something good, each yeah, month with resource. it. We always ask this question because it's like, there's only so much we know about what you know. So we always ask a question to end it is like, is there anything we didn't ask that you think we, you know, our listeners definitely need to know about this topic? I think a, a lot of the things that are encompassed within the social and emotional learning umbrella are things that, you know, we think are just common sense or that'll come naturally. I mean, uh, when you talk about like the five core competencies of SEL, it's self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. And so, you know, those things impact so many different areas of life that, uh, you know, it's something that you can use uh, learning opportunities through so, you know, so many opportunities, so many... I didn't, okay. I didn't have this one on my cheat sheet. That's all right. <laughs> we, we surprised you. You know, there's so many opportunities just throughout the day uh, in your daily routine where you can work on these things if you, you know, uh, just make the intent, you know, and the effort to, to do it. Well, Texas City ISD is fortunate because we have social-emotional learning counselors on our campuses, which is relatively new. We've just had it in the last couple of years. So um, tell us a little bit about having that role on our campus and the importance of that. Sure. Uh, And so the the SEL counselor position, uh, it's a little bit different than the school counselors. Um, You know, they have other... Uh, responsibilities, but the social emotional learning counselors—that's that's what we do—is we talk with kids, um, we work on building these skills. So I'm at uh, Levi Fry Intermediate and Roosevelt Wilson Elementary, and you know at Roosevelt Wilson, I've got my misters group where we talk about what it means to be a gentleman, and then I've got my Love sisters that. group where you know we talk about all the you know building sisterhood and uh, mm-hmm. respecting each other and expecting respect from others, especially boys. And so uh, it, it it's a really great opportunity uh, as an SEL counselor to be able to go in there and do those things that we don't normally have time to do right that's great i love that well i have to say thank you for that i i want to get in i want to go like to the misters and sisters group and sit in and and see what those kids like because i think that's such a good thing but mr trouble thank you so much for joining us thank you for all of this information i love that you came with notes (laughs) that's always so great um kind of helps keep us on track uh but thank you so much for joining us today and we hope all of our listeners get a lot out of this episode yes thank Thank you you so much thanks That wraps up another episode of TCISD Talks, your window into Texas City ISD. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and gained valuable tips and perspectives. TCISD Talks is brought to you by the dedicated team in the Texas City ISD Communications Department, committed to keeping you connected and informed. Be sure to tune into our next episode, where we'll continue to explore the stories, ideas, and advice that shape the learning journey for our students, parents, and educators. Thanks for joining us on TCISD Talks. For more updates and news, visit our website at www.tcisd.org and connect with us on social media. Until next time, remember, together we succeed.